0: Good Friday evening to everyone. This is Popcast <laughs> on the Rocks, episode 23. That's a scary number, right? 23?
1: The, uh... I think 13 yeah, that, is like, worse, the, isn't it?
0: <laughs> no, the movie, uh, the Jim Carrey, it everything leads up to 23, isn't that <gasps> right. the number? Right.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah wow. That's
2: movie,
1: a... but... yeah, that's uh pulling some old school trivia out of your hat there.
0: <laughs> I don't know, but uh yeah, that's um that's why I thought of. Anyways, okay. Friday night. Um, going to be a great episode. Um mm-hmm. how how are you feeling this this evening?
1: Um I am excited that it's Friday for sure, end of the week. Um but I definitely had a little mishap today, so that was not so great. Um, I had my parents, I had my parents over for some like social distancing hangout on our deck, and um, our dog Ivy was running around out on our lawn and she was sort of running towards the front yard. So I ran down the deck to go get her and stepped on a loose nail. (gasps) Yeah,
0: like wait, so a loose nail, you mean a
1: so it was loose in the up. board and had like worked its way up. So yes, I stepped on the head of a nail mm-hmm. and it was not good.
0: Did you, did you drive it back in with your foot? <laughs> with my foot? Yeah. I, w- I
1: wish, I wish I was like that powerful. Um, <laughs> but no, my, my foot does not alternate as a hammer. It's not oh. a, a tool of steel, unfortunately. Um, no, it just, uh, ripped my foot open. So now I've got like a nice little bandage slash makeshift cast on it.
0: Are you tetanus shots, uh, up to date?
1: Yes. Yes. That was the first thing (laughs) I thought of, um, was, you know, when did I get my shots last and yes, I am up to date, so I shouldn't have a problem, but yeah, well, I'm starting the weekend off, you know, wounded at a disadvantage. Is it going to prohibit
0: your rear running and stuff?
1: It will. Um, I was planning on going running today, which is definitely not a great idea to like based on how it feels right now. Um, and then we were supposed to start up, um, softball practice on Sunday. So I'll have to see how that goes, how okay. I feel. So, yeah. cause I got yeah, it pretty good. Sorry. Like, you sorry know, it, it, was, it was like sticking up about this much. Jesus. So,
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. For for audio listeners, that was, looked like about two inches.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sorry <laughs> for all the podcast peeps out there. Yes, it was yeah. sticking up by quite a good amount. So um, I didn't I didn't impale my foot on like the whole two inches of it. Yeah, um, but I yep. I got it enough. I mean, you know. Yep. You know, when you use the word impale, any any part right. of that is enough.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, not to seem opportunistic. But I think it's a I think it's a really good week that we compete on our Apple Watch fitness things. <laughs> uh, there's always an option when you do a workout I can you know, can hit you know a challenge. yeah, I might do that this week. I don't know. I'm liking my odds. Oh no, you froze, man, everything was going so perfect. Hopefully she's aware that she froze because <laughs> of not. Then it could be uh, frozen for a bit. I'll text her just in case. Um. Anyways, we we'll all, everybody in the community, make sure you say sorry. You know, feel bad for you, Andrea. Um. Oh, Alan can message on there. Nice. Um. So she knows that. Uh, oh, there she's I'm back. back. Oh man, I. I I should have known. Like, your audio was sounding so good. The picture was so clear. I know. Everything was
1: working too well.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Apparently, my (laughs) my computer decided for me that I was afraid of your challenge and just backed me out of the whole thing. Whoa. Right as you were about to throw down.
0: Hang on. Yep. Okay. Well, I wish you a speedy recovery. I'm not sure what to recommend. Keep your foot up above. Above your heart, so you don't bleed out, and that kind of thing.
1: Oh but. man, I don't know if I'm that flexible, especially <laughs> especially not right now. Well, you lay
0: down, and then you <laughs> I mean, not standing.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I'm yeah. sitting right now. Maybe maybe you know I should be you know sitting and laying on the floor, and all you see is just yeah. my foot in place of my face.
0: I mean, you can't put your feet behind your head.
1: Sadly, no. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, uh, so I was in gymnastics when I was younger and I think I could do that if I'm remembering correctly. I'm pretty sure okay. I could, I was that flexible when I was younger, but yeah, no, sadly no longer.
0: Okay. Yep, it uh, goes away if you don't use it, that's for sure.
1: That's right, so. Flexibility. Well, anyway, how um, are how are you doing? Uh, hopefully, you know, well, better yeah, than me. Much better,
0: yeah, <laughs> much better than, uh, than that. My yeah. any injuries I've sustained recently have been very minor. So Good. Can't uh, complain about that. Good. Um the guy we work with, as we always farm with, mm-hmm. he almost got hit by a big piece of tin. Could have got cut up good or whatever. Yikes. But what other happened there? Than that, I don't know. We just had this piece on the shed door come off uh-huh. very unexpectedly, so Okay. There that was. But mm. um Yeah. Otherwise, uh, happy. It's the weekend. Works Mm -hmm. calm down a little bit. Um, Weather is nice and warm.
2: That's right.
0: So all things good. I guess. um, I guess the way I am, I woke up uh, freaking out because the first thing I saw this morning was um, about uh, was another bad Microsoft story. Oh, yeah, myself into a tizzy right there. It's like, oh my god, but anyways, I didn't put that in the list. That's another thing that's not in the list, um, (laughs) because it's not relevant. But, uh, anyways,
1: you want to take a moment and go on your Microsoft rant? I see it, I see it in your eyes, John. No, I
0: don't. I, you know, I, I, I will just say, um, related to this podcast in Microsoft Mm -hmm. News, they're shutting down Mixer, so, um Twitch will remain the, which we are on now, which is great, but uh, Twitch will remain the dominant, uh, particularly game streaming platform Mm -hmm. that's out there. Competitors being YouTube and Facebook gaming. Mm -hmm. Um, But Twitch is by far in a way. So yeah, Mixer, uh, Microsoft bought um, a company a number of years ago. I don't remember the name of them now. But uh, change the name to Mixer, start working on game streaming, built it in their consoles, make it easy. Um, But unfortunately, given the utter failure of this generation for them, the Xbox, I mean, if it had been the other way around and they had had the numbers of sales like PlayStation 4, Mm -hmm. then maybe Mixer would have been a big thing, you know, because you could sit there. Yes, Beam, that's what it is, Alan brought up. That's what the technology in the company originally was. So yeah, I guess it's it's all connected. Uh, I just get tired of Microsoft giving up on things.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, I
0: know yeah. I know that they have like bottom lines to meet and they want, you know, stay in the green and all that kind of thing, but you know, there's something to be said for deciding what's important to your company. What Mm -hmm. you see where you can be a differentiator, which you can really, um, when you can really bring something good, building out an ecosystem, the whole thing and sticking to it, you know, and if you have confidence in that thing, you know, then you make it work. Um, Mm -hmm. but they, uh, they don't like to do that. So, um, Anyways, so yeah, I had I put a snarky comment in as like, everybody tell me if uh, I should do a monthly why Microsoft blows segment. Um, yeah, let's see, but uh, again, they're not always in the media news, and one of their better segments of of their, I mean, like the only good segment really of their consumer based stuff is is Xbox. So that's mm-hmm. what we will cover here more most of the time. But before we get too far in and, and with more gaming news. Um, <laughs> What's uh, what are you, what are you drinking? Are you drinking anything special tonight or some uh, sort of herbal tea to heal your
2: foot?
1: <laughs> yeah, crushed up Vicodin or something in my you know, <laughs> take away the pain. Oh, uh, that's one way. <laughs> or, yeah, okay. Um, no, just uh, just a little alcohol, same as uh, I had on Wednesday night. We're still in the midweek okay. kind of middle between drinking days. Um, so this past. Monday, I believe, or Sunday was World Lambrusco Day. So I've got some of that in a glass. Um, the next upcoming day was like Mai Tai Day. And mm-hmm. I've never, I realized I've never had a Mai Tai, but then I looked at the ingredients and realized why I've never had one. It's because I never have those ingredients in my home.
0: Isn't just like a pile of sugar? I, I don't it, think I've
1: had one It is. Okay. So it's like spiced rum, um, Two different kinds of syrup, sugar, and lime juice. Okay. And I was just like, yeah, no, there's there's probably no way I would ever drink that. So mm. but I don't know if somebody ever ordered one or if like we were going somewhere that was like, I don't know, world famous, I'd try it out. But yeah, it is yeah, just, like, I think
0: that was their known for. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Yeah. If it was like an occasion kind of thing, I'd do it. But yeah, otherwise it's just like swallow a spoonful of sugar and you know, yeah. I could probably do the same thing to myself. <laughs>
0: But, you know, sometimes that doesn't work out either. Like we were at Margaritaville, that was some time ago. Right? <gasps>
1: that's right. And they had
0: margaritas and they were garbage. So, oh
1: God, that was so sad. But now we know, sake. like, yes. I mean, it was like a thing that we were like, well, you have to get a margarita in Margaritaville. And now yeah. we know, like, that's a pile of trash, but
2: yeah. it was
1: still like the thing to do.
0: Yep. Our waiter wasn't even knowledgeable it seemed no oh they're all good you know whatever yeah just pathetic
1: yeah I feel like out of like the because I know we all tried like one or two and I feel like out of all of us there was like one of them that we all agreed was like yeah good and then the rest were like mm, mediocre yep but
0: well I didn't stick to the events this time (laughs) Um, so I just had some Sociable Cider Works. Okay. Cider. Uh, what do you got? It's um. It's written Free Wheeler. Yeah, Free Wheeler. Okay. Free Wheeler Dry Apple. Okay. It is. Uh, that's good.
1: There you go. Yeah, I didn't know they've they've come out with some uh, interesting flavors as of late. They've got like a spicy like jalapeno and something that I really enjoyed last mm. time I was there. Um, I didn't think I was going to like jalapeno and a cider, but I did. It was really great.
2: Um, okay.
1: Even I think Dana had it with me and she liked it as well, which I was really shocked at. She sure. never liked spicy anything. So yeah.
0: Yeah. It's definitely a balance. Did you have this spicy beer at 50 Gurs?
1: I didn't know. Okay. They have no. a spicy
0: beer, and they recommend uh, mixing it. I think okay. half and half with something, and okay. that's always good. Yeah, just do that, yeah.
1: yeah. I I would have tried it, um, but Chris and I just got like a crowler with our meal, and since he was gonna drink it, and it was late at night, and he has he's an old man, so he has heartburn issues, so okay. we we avoided the spicy beer. But yeah. I would have tried it.
0: Yep. Old Man Stewart.
1: <laughs> That's what they call him. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, um, we don't have a really a uh, primary topic of this discussion tonight, but tonight can mm-hmm. be a pretty spoiler-free night for people, so maybe yeah. some viewers will enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few more gaming-related news items up top. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Animal Crossing still huge. <laughs> Big thing, and an update is coming um to um to allow for swimming and All diving right. so that'll be that'll be different
1: yeah, if you can't go swimming in the real world, you know <laughs> swim in the animal crossing world
0: well, I mean it's almost you as won't refreshing get any seaweed on your feet I don't know, you know <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, no kids peeing in your pool
0: yep. <laughs> um speaking of the like Animal Crossing and its continued success and all that stuff I was in a Target the other day and there were zero video game consoles of any kind available to purchase Oh so wow. Nintendo Switch, okay. Xbox ones, PS4s, all the cabinets were empty.
1: Okay. And
0: yeah. And i just never never seen that before. That's um
1: sign of the times.
0: Yeah, I'd kind of become accustomed to the Switch being gone. But sure. um, I don't know if there's scaling back production already on the current other consoles, you mm-hmm. know? Um, or In prep, yeah. But, yeah.
1: Yeah, my guess would be, I mean, probably a combo. You know, scaling mm-hmm. back production. Um, and then also, you know, people are bored. They're home. They've got kids at home. Need to entertain them. Yeah, Gaming console is a way to do it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Sony's gonna want to sell some systems yet, or hope mm-hmm. they can because Last of Us 2 just came out mm-hmm. and uh, Ghost of Tsushima is coming out soon, so I don't and
1: know. uh, Cyberpunk is going to be yeah. available on but, you know, obviously this yeah. gen, so
0: yep, mm-hmm. though. I mean, well, I guess they're doing the you can play it on the new system too, I guess. So yeah. that's that's fine. But that was kind of a dilemma for us for a bit when it was coming out earlier. That's why I, I honestly don't mind the delay. I'm like, because yeah. it's pushed into November. For me, um, take your time to polish it. It's a big game. I'd rather not. You have you know too large of a day one update for fixing a whole bunch of things. And then I'll be working a lot during October. Right. So I would the game would come out and I would basically not be able to play it because I'd go to work. So right. that would be more after that, and then this essentially decides we don't have to start playing the game on current gen, and then play it on the next gen, exactly. which would be kind of neat to see the improvements, I guess. But we can just straight up start on the next gen. Yes. It'll basically essentially be a launch title, and so yep. that'll be cool.
1: Yes. Yeah, it'll be a launch title, although, I mean, obviously, if anybody, you know, just couldn't quite make the leap, it'll be available yep. on, on these old ones and then have an update, you know, yep. right away when when the new system uh, is released. So that's nice. Yep. yep. Covering all their bases.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know, look, a lot of people don't upgrade right away. You know, there's mm-hmm. some people wait for the the slim version of something to come out right. or wait for a sale or a bundle or, and sounds like this holiday might be a struggle to get a PS five. I mean, that was mm-hmm. the early talk was a might be tough to come upon, come upon. So, right. Yeah. Well, in, uh, on that very topic with mm-hmm. cyberpunk and stuff, um, we finally had the big event this week, their first yes. night city wire did yes. you get to check it out?
1: I did. I saw all of it. Um, nice. You know, kind of the the event itself and then Jeff Keighley's, uh, you know, gameplay and his first thoughts around, you know, the
2: mm-hmm. release
1: and uh, being able to play the game. So, yeah, uh, pretty sweet. My, my very first impression um, was you know, this this world that they've built here in Night City is so similar to uh, Altered Carbon, like the neons hmm. and the way that they were like juxtaposed against like these deep blacks, blues, and purples, just like the impressions that I was getting right away um, in the trailer were very similar. Um, yeah. And then as, And then as it moved into, you know, like the different elements of the game that you could explore, you know, it kind of moved away from that. Um, yep. but I like, I liked that initial kind of darker juxtaposition of the game.
0: Yeah. I hope there's enough. I do hope there's enough darkness. Clearly. I mean, clearly it's dark content wise, but yeah. I just, when I think cyberpunk, I immediately go to Blade Runner, which mm-hmm. is dark the entire time. Yes. It's just rain. It's a, it's nighttime you know it's just that dark gringy grungy kind of thing um absolutely so yeah i look forward to those moments i definitely some of the clubs there Mm -hmm. yeah darkness with the pulsating neon it's it it feels uh it feels right it feels very alive yes um so i'm yeah i'm pumped
1: yeah i'm excited yeah um oh i was just gonna say that the stranger part of the trailer was definitely like the driving elements out of the city where you kind of Mm -hmm. go along the highway and then you're like in this sort of like Mm -hmm. less cyberpunky. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like this very like post -post post-apocalyptic, like Mad Max, you know, Mm -hmm. desert sands kind of thing. Yeah. It just, I mean, it looks cool, but it, I don't know. It doesn't quite seem to fit with the trailer Mm -hmm. could just be because we haven't seen much of the game itself. I mean, I know that, that, you know, the preview that we're getting is all like early in the game um, or, or most of the storyline they showed was early in the game. And then they just sort of jump cut to like, Oh, also you can go outside the city and drive along the highways and stuff like that. So it's like, okay, well, you know, maybe, maybe this is going to make more sense when we get the fuller story and not just like the beginnings of the, the game.
0: Well, early on, I know that people were talking about how uh, that sort of thing is in the the tabletop game. And so mm-hmm. everybody was wondering, are we going to get to see outside of Night City? You know, sure. and what what will the scale of the game be? How big will Night City be? Is it just Night City? Can we, you know, wander beyond its walls? And right. this at least suggests to some extent Mm -hmm. Um, And it seems like one of the storyline paths you choose uh, starts you dealing with stuff out there earlier, Mm -hmm. the Nomad line of of things, I think.
1: Right, yeah.
0: um, Yeah, I mean, obviously, you don't think cyberpunk when you think Mad Max, Mm -hmm. but those exist within the same kind of um, idea a little bit.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: So, but one... One out in the vast emptiness and one in the claustrophobic city. So Right. But I'm good. I'm I'm happy it it seems large. It seems like you're gonna have a lot of opportunity to roam around.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you think of a lot of open world games and they're open worlds They're outdoors, you know, something like Breath of the Wild is a lot of open space. And mm-hmm. I love that about it. But it's um, so there's a reasonable concern, like if you're in this city where everything needs to be dense, you need to, be able to interact with everything. And Everywhere you go, you can go into restaurants, you get lots of people all over the place you can deal with and, you know, see what they want to do and side quests with them and stuff. That's a lot and a lot, obviously, a lot more difficult To have a large world like that, that it demands to be so dense Mm -hmm. versus having, I mean, you look at the game Ashley's playing with Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and the map is gigantic, Mm -hmm. you know, but there's a lot of space in between the settlements, you know? Right. And so you have to fill everything with a skyscraper and an apartment complex and a club and everything. Uh, It's a lot. Right. So.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, I was just gonna say, like the other, the other kind of fun thing I thought from that, you know, release was we kind of got to tease a little bit out of some of the characters um, in in Night City. Not only that, you know, you interact with, but that you can play as. Um, and then we also got a little piano teaser as well Yep. just
0: again <laughs> so you don't just, forget
1: exactly right just that little like <laughs> hey remember who we have here like he's still here um but yeah almost almost nothing about you know what he's actually doing there
0: yeah yeah so well i liked what jeff Keeley said is how uh he has you know, for him it was an idea of giving you the scope of the game or the length of the story and all that. Yeah. Where he got to play four hours
1: mm-hmm. from the
0: start and had not run into Keanu Reeves' character at that point. Yep. Yeah, Keanu Reeves' character is supposed to have the second most lines of dialogue in the game. So it's just uh you know, you could be four hours in, not meet one of the most primary characters of your game. Right. Uh, so
2: yeah.
1: yeah, it seems um, it seems at that point that that wouldn't uh, be as a result of, you know, Jeff Keighley's choice of character to play either. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, you know, you get three different choices uh, to start off with um, who you can be. But I can't imagine that even, you know, picking one storyline over another, you wouldn't have met Keanu Reeves's character four hours in no matter yeah who no picked. one
0: yeah i i looked at the other paths other people that played and
1: okay
0: no mention of anyone else uh meeting him to that point okay um and it seems like after a generalized uh like different intro the lines kind of merge you okay know? so the paths within that four hours basically your path is kind of merged um now obviously you've interacted with people people differently and different people now. So right. he knows what the repercussions end up being from that uh, right. later. But, um, you know, they use the unique story part of uh, to kind of give you your introduction of the controls and the gameplay mm-hmm. and then move you on to the sort of a main line thing. Right. So, But I saw some people say, like, one guy he's, uh, from GameSpot... He said, "I tried my best to not do any of the main story stuff. I just always went off someplace else. I just looked at everything and studied every corner and okay. all that stuff." Um, so,
1: what was the verdict some... from that?
0: I mean, yeah, I just was impressed with the, you know, the level of detail. Sure. Um, you know what? It'll be interesting. I know there's people would mention with Red Dead Redemption too how they would follow NPCs throughout mm-hmm. the map and just see like their full day cycle kind of thing. You know, it's the loop that Dolores is sent on, you know, it's right. all their. They all have their story and stuff and their, their daily tasks. And it'll be interesting to see how, if they've upped it another level or how detailed everybody's path is, but like right. you can just chill with someone that's hanging out. And if they're going to, hang out for a bit and then they're going to go get some groceries and then they're going to (laughs) go back to their apartment and then they're going to leave back at night again. And you're like, what, how, how detailed and for everyone. So I think that's always fun to see our evolution of, of that. Definitely. But, um, yeah, no, I was impressed. I, uh, Jeff Keeley brought up, you know, all the, just how people seem to sit in the world and, um, Feel very natural. Feel mm-hmm. like they belong. Feel like they really respond to you and what you do and choose. Um, it's a lot of games you can go through it, and no matter what you sort of say or do, you can. It doesn't seem like it really affects them all that much, you know, right. Ultimately, so yeah. What do you think of the brain dance stuff? Mm-hmm. That, that was one was pretty of their sweet. big features that they revealed was uh, yes how a new future idea of recording your your memories and experiences that other people then would then be able to to live through as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it. It sort of feels. Um, I mean, it feels like a, a in a way a very familiar element of cyberpunk slash sci-fi. Um, it mm-hmm. kind of makes me think of like you know like min- minority report where you can like except for yeah. obviously th- these are people that you can like see the visions through but it's the same kind of idea you know yeah. um or you know it's got like elements of altered carbon where you can like spin a stack up and like be in um mm. their their memories and things like that so yeah i mean i thought it was pretty cool it it definitely seemed you know not like a far fetched sort of element Um, And it was a it was a cool way to to introduce different viewpoints you could have of a storyline and then how those might be um, necessary for you to move forward, depending on, you know, like a certain element of a scene that you need to not only see as you, but then you need to, like, go into stop, rewind, get a different Mm -hmm. angle to see, you know, the face of, you know, who was ever perpetrating an action. Yeah, yep. I just I thought that was really cool.
0: Do you um,
1: very futuristic uh, side, detective, you know?
0: Yeah. Side note, do you feel that minority report would be considered a cyberpunk genre film?
1: Uh, adjacent.
0: Okay. I mean,
1: it's not it's not the biggest stretch in the world, I think. Mm-hmm. Um but not not true cyberpunk, no. So I mean, that's why I say punk, like cyberpunk sci-fi. It's kind of, it's just kind of like straddling both those categories. I feel like.
0: I'm excited for our cyberpunk episode, and maybe yes. that would be one of the things uh, for it. You know, like we got to come up with a list of the films we need to include. Yeah. In and uh,
1: kind of define it. Down. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, do you see that? being a the brain dance kind of thing you see that being a i think it's good that's the future of entertainment
1: brain dancing <laughs> yeah <laughs> just make it into a verb there um do you mean like movies tv no in,
0: in, in real world like any sort yeah. of entertainment yeah. experience you know um like, like living they talk about within how it. it's like largely uh used for porn but other people would you know you can all kinds of experiences you know
1: yeah i mean i think we're i think it's not far-fetched to think that that's the future i mean we're already making sort of like baby steps towards that you know we're tiptoeing towards that kind of thing where you know if you just think about like vr obviously you know that's like sort of like inserting yourself into a world and like trying to sort of have a physical experience while you're, you know, being entertained. Like you physically walk while you do things in VR, um, or you know, you can like reach out and turn, you know. Um, so you're already you're already like having like a physical um...
0: interaction in some exactly,
1: way. yeah. Um, or you think about like video games. You know, even just like the the idea that you're controller vibrates, you know, like when you're being hit with a bullet or, you know, like the, the kind of new technology that we're talking about with the PS5, where you are, are knocking and drawing an arrow and a bowstring and you, and you move the controller and you feel that tautness, you know, I mean, we're already making baby steps to sort of trying to pair what our, what our brains are seeing on our screen with our physical feeling in our body. So yeah.
0: I know there's lots of tests with or the you know, experimental things. Yeah, Alan brings up haptics as the sense like there's people there yeah. are making um vests that you strap on and so they basically like punch you for bullet wounds and stuff or they yeah. know, things that would give you the sensation of burning and all that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, but exactly. I exactly think that I think all of that will be futile and obsoleted if we end up just having what ends up becoming more like this if it becomes more of an Elon Musk neural link kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it would be literally an interface that would just send the appropriate signals to your brain. Sure. Yeah, I mean,
1: I think that technology could quickly become obsolete, but I think it's the stepping stone between. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't know that anybody is quite here. Like, theoretically, inside a game, sure, yeah, you could do something like brain dance. Mm -hmm. But physical reality I'm not sure that that we could get there without like the middle stepping stone
0: well and the interesting thing the least the way I understood too with this was that it wasn't like just recording your sort of memories or experiences like Mm -hmm. this modification was using any recording or connected apparatus around you to like create this giant mesh of a thing it's kind of like a different version of in the dark night, I think we're using everybody's cell phones to create basically a grid or a an image of the world around,
1: yeah, and, like uh, sonar, yeah,
0: yeah, and so we'll be using the security footage and you know maybe maybe even implants that other people have, and you mm-hmm. know we keep adding more sensors to our phones and all this stuff, like
2: you can yeah. get a
0: pretty detailed view of of an environment if you add them all together, so.
1: But yeah,
0: that's neat. Um, the other big thing that stood out to me that probably most excited for from this was the <laughs> uh, cyberpunk Edgerunners
1: yeah. anime. Yeah. Uh,
0: I didn't see that coming. I didn't know anything about it.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm a
0: little surprised it's coming out in 2022. Because mm-hmm. they've been working out for a while. Mm-hmm. But um, it's going to come to Netflix and it's by Studio Trigger. Uh, we've talked about them before. People that made Promare and Kill a Kill mm-hmm. and stuff. So um, I'm pumped,
1: yeah, yeah. I um I don't know. i I, I couldn't help again,, uh, but to bring this up, um, I couldn't help but be reminded, of course, of altered carbon since, you know, they mm-hmm. came out with their yeah. own anime um, from the show. and then, was tied into the storyline, but completely separate at the same time. So it sounded like the same sort of basic concept, yep. except obviously this is a game rather than a TV show. So. Yep. So I hope it's, I mean, as good, if not better, because I already thought that that anime of Altered Carbon was pretty great. So nice. have a lot of trust yeah. in Netflix to do that sort of thing and invest in the right people to pull that off. Yeah.
0: I mean, I'm very excited to see Trigger doing cyberpunk anything. Mm -hmm. Um, everything else they've done has been kind of more mech related or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'm very excited. I wonder how, so setting the date of 2022, Mm -hmm. which is kind of interesting. It's, you know, it's really two years, potentially a year and a half from the release of the game.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. I'm wondering if they'll, um, if they have like a st- kind of stagnated thing they're intending to, to do with this, like release oh, sure. the game in November now, then maybe in six months they do. I think they were talking about online mode, yep. and then another six months, maybe there's a DLC mm-hmm. uh, pack, and then another six months, and you've got the anime. Yeah. And and then what's you know something like obviously if. They can't count on it. But if it had the success of something like Witcher 3 Mm -hmm. that's many years old and still seeing success, Mm -hmm. um I mean, that would be cool to be extending this one game's life for that long. Yeah. Working with Netflix again as they did on Witcher. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. A lot of return value on this one product, you know, that you're kind of like revisiting. Yeah, it'd be it'd be a smart long game to play.
0: Yeah. Yeah, seems like they have a plan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Hollywood. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, anything else that stood out to you, or that got you excited, or?
1: No, I don't think so. Just confirmation
0: uh... of customizing genitalia.
1: <laughs> Was that in there?
0: Well, that's what Jeff Keeley said. He said the character creation is very detailed. And the genitalia stuff is all true, and you can do whatever you want. Oh my god! I I must have missed that. (laughs) He said he didn't spend much time in it because he wanted to get to the gameplay. Liar! Yeah, sure. Liar. (laughs) Hour and a half later, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah, you should get out of the character creation part. Come on
1: now. Like, go
0: explore the world. Give yourself a a, a big wang. You know that's what you want to do. So move on. (laughs) I won't judge you for it.
1: Yeah, so. definitely somebody who brings it up, definitely spent some time in there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, well, um speaking of big wangs as in like losers, Hollywood. Uh Hollywood move on to Hollywood from gaming. Um yes. Michael Keaton, though I don't th- I think he's pretty cool.
2: I um, do
0: too. Is rumored to be coming back at, in talks to return as Batman or yes. Bruce Wayne. Yes. Um, in the Flash movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. What do you
0: think of this? What do you thought? What are your thoughts?
1: Um, I'm pumped about it. I definitely know Chris is pumped about it because I told him about it, and there were some squeeze of joy. Um, Mm. very eight year old girl reminiscent. So he was very excited. Um, because for him, like the, that is Batman, like Michael Keaton is, is Batman for him. And those, you know, his movies are uh, what Batman is about. Um, I'm pumped about it. I I've only recently seen, um, fully through both Keaton movies. Um, okay. I had seen the original Batman and then I hadn't seen returns all the way through. Okay. So
0: it's maybe my favorite
1: Batman returns.
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, it's tough. I, um, you know, the first one's great for Jack Nicholson and Prince. Um, the Batman returns to me is just, um, the vibe is right during Mm -hmm. Christmas is right. Um yep. the uh um catwoman is Selena Kyle in there, Michelle Pfeiffer. That's just mm-hmm. perfect to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely perfect. Um I agree. Having some having some walking in there, Christopher Walken.
2: Um <laughs>
0: it's just uh if I could do an imitation, Alan can do a better imitation of Christopher Walken. I can't, <laughs> so I won't try, but um and then Batman Forever I still love too. I so I was gonna really, say that's
1: my Batman.
0: It's it's tough. You know, it's mm-hmm. uh it's sad to see because I should I would be very excited about this. I just don't know that I have confidence in present-day DC to do it justice, to do it right. Sure. Yeah. You know, maybe it's a continuation of a good thing where we got you know one woman and Aquaman, maybe another good one woman, and if we get a good few good TV shows, maybe. Maybe we're on the good path here, but right. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's tricky. Um, yeah, DC is quite unreliable at this stage, so like you said, it's it's hard to know whether they're going to do this justice. I am tentatively excited, um, especially if you know this goes well. Keaton's also in talks to potentially be in Batgirl as well. Um, If this this goes through, he's in talks to do that as well. Not necessarily that he would be Batman, like you said earlier, um, but that he would be Bruce Wayne and be sort of like a mentor figure, which for me is pretty nostalgic because um, one of my favorite cartoons as a kid was Batman Beyond, which is like the next generation of Batman. Yep. And then like, you know, Bruce Wayne is, God, I wanna say and he's like in his 60s or 70s or something. And he's like this new kid's mentor. Um, I don't know why I liked it, I just did. No, so... no, why you
0: liked it. it's great. That's why, it's a great show <laughs> to this I mean, day. It's, it's... Watch it, and it's great.
1: I do. I love it. And I mean, I get it. It's not like classic Batman. It's not, you know, like centered around, you know, what we think of as Batman. But I I liked it. I thought it was like one of those, you know, follow up slash sequel kind of things that did it justice. So
0: it absolutely did. And I desperately hope he does not show up in Batgirl. It's they need to if they're going to do that, then they need to go whole hog and connect like cuz right now there is no connecting tissue between the television shows and the movies.
1: Yes, I agree. They
0: are not one in the one in the same in any way. They're in a different world. There's the Arrowverse yep. basically as it's commonly referred to on television and
1: mm-hmm. then there's
0: the cinematic DCEU. Yes. So you no, you don't put you don't put them in there um as a like just quick attention grab thing. Uh that would be wrong because I think they put um Uh, Ian Glenn was Bruce in the Titans television show. So that's not a CW that's on the DC streaming service. Right. So,
1: right. Okay. Um,
0: so you can't just start doing this mishmash thing. The idea of bringing Bruce Wayne, Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne into the Flash movie is it be, it'd be the Flashpoint story from the comics that is bringing in, um, different, um, a different universe basically, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like splitting. Um, I've only read parts. It's a very big event. I've only read parts of it, but yeah, it's, I guess in the comics originally dealing with, um, Bruce Wayne's dad. Uh, so the flash is teaming up with Thomas Wayne. Um, which is I'm personally okay with if they change that to be this version of Bruce Wayne,
2: Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but, um, Yeah. You just can't haphazardly start putting them in different things here.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know speaking of, you know, Flashpoint and Thomas Wayne being Batman, um, in that, in that verse, um, I know that that's their backup plan is to have Jeffrey Dean Morgan be Thomas Wayne as he was, I think in Batman versus Superman. Dawn of justice.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen I that movie.
1: Know, like, that That's mm-hmm. that's my understanding of that's what he was in.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. But so I know that that's their backup plan, and and Jeffrey Dean Morgan has expressed interest in you know carrying that on. Um. Mm-hmm. So, so we'll see. I mean, Michael Keaton is still in talks, so it's not a done lockdown kind of deal. And even if he is in the Flash, there's no. Um, guarantee that, like I said, he would be in Bad Girl. I know he's in talks to do that too. So, yeah, all very up in the air.
0: Bring him in, see what he's interested in doing. What can we make work? What are we, yeah, for sure. Um, I hope that uh, Michael Keaton really, you know, cares about that role and, um, wouldn't sign up for something that wouldn't do it justice.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, I think like you talk with Batman Beyond that would be a much better idea. I agree. Warner Brothers DC went and made Batman Beyond series, make a trilogy. Yeah. Way better idea. I
1: Michael think he
0: would come in there it would be absolutely perfect. Yeah. And it could be uh, you know you could have little nods to the previous tim burton movies and stuff or whatever Mm -hmm. um, without being directly necessarily stating directly that it's connected and um yeah that would be fantastic and it would have nothing to do with any of those stuff they have like a clean (laughs) slate basically you know
1: yeah i feel like batman especially right now i mean i know the dcu is kind of muddled but i feel like batman especially and is is just like all over the place with like Who is where? What timeline are we in? You know, which Batman is playing Batman? What, you know, are we in like some sort of reboot? Are we connecting all the Batmans? Are we not connecting all the Batmans or pretending like they're totally fresh starts? Yep. I, yeah, I just, I have a lot of trouble with Batman right now.
0: This is what blind greed gets you.
1: (laughs) Very true. Very true. Just
0: like pump out another Batman movie, make another Batman movie, put Batman to the screen. We're losing money, not, you know, missed opportunity without, you know, earning it. Like, right. Figure something out. Right. To, you know, put your foot down and plan something out. And,
1: uh. Yeah. I, I was mean, saying
0: beforehand, I needed a, a podcast just to rant about tech things. And now it's like <laughs> most podcasts are just ranting. and was like, here I go. Yes. <laughs> I can't not rant about DC and their mismanagement here. But
1: Yeah. I mean. I feel like DC especially suffers in comparison to Marvel, of course, because we've, we've experienced, you know, the long game that they've been playing and and the extensive uh-huh. planning that they've done. So it does seem to make, you know, DC seem even worse. Like, you know, I mean, they, they could have sort of maybe skated by if Marvel suffered some of the same mishaps yes. and we could be like a little more forgiving, but because Marvel didn't, um, yeah, it does seem worse by comparison. But I unfortunately think it's a larger problem, especially with Hollywood wanting to reboot franchises so quickly. It just muddles everything. And, you know, once once you try to, like, go too far and, you know, make too many different movies that are sort of interrelated and, you know, you want to tag them with, like, the recognizable franchise, but they don't quite fit in or they're not well done – then you're just, yeah, you're just making a terrible product that people get less and less enthusiastic about seeing. And I, uh, I added something to our, our news this week about that ties in with this perfectly. Uh, Disney is making Pirates of the Caribbean six. They've gotten the green light to go ahead and make a sixth film. And they're trying now to choose between A continuation of the current series that would maybe see Johnny Depp return, not necessarily as the lead, but he'd be in there somehow and it would fit in, you know, like the timeline they've built. Or if they're going to completely break, put it under the same like, you know, tagline of Pirates of the Caribbean, but they're going to like reboot the entire story, ignore, you know, Will Turner, Elizabeth Swan, Jack Sparrow and go a totally different direction um, with a Margot Robbie helmed film um with uh the writer for birds of prey. So
0: yeah, that's the late breaking news for sure. Um, that's a
1: big old mess right there. Yeah. I have I no like idea your... how Disney is like going to choose, but yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I like your you know your your commentary there about you know rebooting yeah. or whatever and if that's worth you know what we think of that and it's a mm-hmm. good idea. I yeah I I hate I hate that kind of talk. Like you say, immediate reboots and stuff. Um, we were, you were just talking before about Marvel paying off for playing the long game.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: the long game always pays off. It does. You know, it's that instant gratification that ultimately doesn't get you far. Mm-hmm. I mean, this can be extrapolated over almost any element of life. <laughs> um, <laughs> but in storytelling and in business as well. And yeah, it's... They need it, they should leave this, you know. I I know like Harry Potter. A few years ago, they were talking, Oh, it's time to reboot Harry Potter. Are you yes. kidding me?
1: It I'm just so finished. glad that didn't happen. I
0: you mean, know, my if, god. Yeah. <laughs> so then they continue with Fantastic Beasts. Well, I don't know if that's so much better, but just um
1: at least it's, it's not like ruining and putting a sour taste in your mouth about the yes. original Harry Potter series. Right. It's it's
0: just nuts, you know, it just shows that. I, you know, I, I sound like, um, um, well, I don't want to bring politics into it, but I sound like someone <laughs> that I'm just always complaining about like corporate greed or something like that. It's just, sure. it's just that the wrong people sometimes making the decisions. It seems like I'm not an industry insider, you know,
1: mm-hmm. I don't
0: know. It just, it seems like people that don't have a creative bone in their body
2: mm-hmm. decide
0: where these creative endeavors move right and so uh, it's just really frustrating yeah like you brought up Mm spider-man that's why i was not excited for spider-man uh with tom holland at first Mm -hmm. because i don't need to see this rebooted again it's getting ridiculous
1: exactly now
0: they did a good job you know it worked out Um, right but look, it was Marvel that did it. If it was Fox doing another one, it'd probably be garbage, you know? Mm-hmm. So, or well, Sony, and, Sony, sorry.
1: Well, and think of, you know, even when it first came out, how many people were not excited about it? Mm-hmm. And because we'd already had these several, like, we're going to re- redo Spider-Man, we're going to re- redo Spider-Man. And like people get exhausted and that affects your bottom line when people aren't, you know, going to the, see- the theater to see it. And it's like, sure, it worked out and it had great word of mouth and people, you know, supported it. And now it, now it's a great thing. But I mean, initially had that not happened, you know, ticket sales would have suffered. Like, you know, there would have been a loss on production and cost. And it's like, then we don't get this like great product because people are like, Oh, I really don't want to go see another Spider-Man because I didn't, I didn't see it in the theaters. Like I wasn't excited about it at all. Um, right. and now like I've gone back and watched Spider-Man, yeah. but I exactly. mean, you know,
0: same, I didn't see in the theater either. Yeah. I think the only Spider-Man I didn't see in the theater was that one. Cause it yeah. just was, it's enough now too bad. Right. I need to see Uncle Ben die again or something, you
1: Exactly. Know? Exactly. Cause we're not even like doing any sort of variation on the story. You know what I mean? Like, mm. it's just like, we're, yeah. re- we're literally rebooting doing another yeah. origin and yeah. I've already seen this movie.
0: You know, like, I didn't really want to see necessarily... I didn't like the idea of another Joker movie right away after we'd just seen Jared Leto's thing. But yes. at least it was very different. Like, yes. there were polar opposite versions of the character. Agreed. So, Yeah, I think uh, that the stuff drives me nuts. You brought up Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four is the perfect example.
2: Mm-hmm. Is that
0: literally the perfect example? Because the only reason they're doing that is because every time... They come up with some half cocked idea that they make and it fails. They have, I think if they don't, I forget what the year amount is, but if they don't put to screen another film within a certain amount of time, the rights to the making the movie revert back to Marvel. And mm-hmm. so it's just always, you got to put some out. You just yeah. got to make it. It has to happen. So there it is. That's a perfect example. And it applies all over the board, just less, less, forcibly than that because you can understand their concern for what they deem an important entity, you know, but something like Amazon's, the boys should give you an idea that, or doom patrol now, like there's a lot of other content, creative things out there that you don't need to sit on and keep messing up some other property because mm-hmm. there's other things out there, tons of tons of artists and small time comic book writers and stuff that will be ready and willing to tell you their story. So
1: exactly. Yeah, uh, I mean, I know that it's easy to. R- you know, r- want to do the safe option. I know it's easy to think like, you know, Marvel has a formula. They didn't mess with that formula and they had tons of success, but they spent a long time developing a formula. They did take chances in, um, you know, doing variations on that formula and they, and they just didn't apply it in the same way all the time. They, they had a formula that was so generic that it was able to be molded into creativity. Do you know what I mean? Like, like the, the formula wasn't about like, here are the notes we have to hit in a story. It was the formula of how do we balance like the superhero element, the seriousness, the comedic relief, you know, how do we balance like the characters that appear on screen and then how do we work in that we're in a larger universe? So I just I don't necessarily think that they did like a safe thing in in having a a formulaic story, but Um, I feel like other franchises are trying to do. Make safe choices without having this like solid base, this base layer that's successful mm -hmm. and that they've thought about. So,
0: yeah, well, I mean, if you make something and it fails, then instantly you think, well, are we going to do we do the next thing or are mm-hmm. we going to start over again? You know, so I understand right. that you put something out, doesn't do well and not well received. Well, there goes whatever plans we did have. Yep. Um, but again, it comes down to one of those things, maybe like if you believe in it and you've got, you know, you, you go again, you know, you, you just, mm-hmm. I don't know, put your faith in someone and 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 let it happen.
1: Right. But, yeah. See it see it through rather than just like, oh, didn't work, reboot.
2: Yeah,
0: Yep. Um I'll get back to the pirates thing quickly <laughs> in a moment. But that just it just reminded me. Um have you heard the what well, I think are outlandish rumors about um, not a reboot, but in essence reboot to the latest Star Wars trilogy. What heard those making make the rounds?
1: No, so, this is brand so, new information that I am so, highly disappointed in.
0: <laughs> so, well, um, here's, here's the gist of it. Um, in Star Wars Rebels, Dave Filoni introduced um, a basically a system in which you can interact with all of time and space. Okay. Um, I forget what it's called. It was called the Void or the something something like that. I can't remember what it's called. But okay. basically in the show they spoilers for minor spoilers for Star Wars Rebels, I guess. Um if you the main character Ezra finds this ancient Jedi like entrance portal and like solves the thing, goes in and is able to um hear different parts uh, like you can hear voices from throughout the star wars timeline in all different places you might hear luke you hear vader like all different areas you know and and then he in one of them see literally is able to see like one of these pathways um again spoilers for star wars rebels um it sees um ahsoka tano And she's about to, like, be blown up or whatever. She's fighting Darth Vader. And he pulls her out into this, like, pulls her out of that reality and into this void,
1: Okay. essentially
0: saving her and bringing her into into his world. And so Palpatine sees this and kind of, like, tries to get the two of them, and they run out and escape and stuff. So the idea is using this mechanic... To wipe out the things that happened in seven, eight, nine, so it would essentially be um, there was some
1: like all of it or of just
0: basically rendering that trilogy as being relabeled as legends, as the Star Wars other old books are.
2: Okay, so that okay. would be
0: considered Star Wars Legends. So it'd be a, a separate timeline or reality, and that they could kind of start fresh. So it, what it would be is. The idea for them is that Palpatine had these, like, this mirror room that you, he could use to see what was going to happen, what has happened, and it, it would explain kind of how he was able to um, cloud the judgment of the Jedi Council and, like, do some other things throughout the years, okay. um, like, beyond his normal power. Sure. And when he falls down the chute, the you know, Vader throws him over the edge, he pulls his soul out, and throws it into the the void, like his spirit. He puts it in the void so he can exist there, or okay. whatever. And I'm forgetting the rest of the details, but they're using <laughs> this, multiple, this multiple anytime, any world thing to make it where Palpatine essentially would actually die. So, none of the other stuff would be happening, because Palpatine can't come back. He's actually dead in the timeline that they would continue on okay so like that would be unsuccessful or something sure i, I don't know where this started if it's completely made up i have just it's been seeing it all over people saying they have inside information from sure. Lucasfilm, all this stuff um someone else even that like doesn't follow them all that much brought up hey did you hear about the rumor okay. whatever and i hadn't at that point and so, I uh, though I would be excited at the idea of starting over, I don't see any possible way they could do this without massively confusing their audience..
1: Agreed. Like that's what
0: it comes down to. like how you would e- effectively explain that right no one would understand
1: yeah. i mean, i I also um would be eager to write over the story of the last three movies. Um, I mean, let's be real, like in, in my view that they were not successful, they were deeply disappointing, you know, to a star Wars fan, there were a lot of problems with both the storytelling and the mechanics of filmmaking, but I, but I agree. I see several problems here first, you know, for the, the less deeply entrenched, you know, viewer or fan, you're going to confuse the hell out of them. Yep. Second, I mean, just like the explanation that you ran through, my mind followed, but it's a lot to, you know, sort of if this, then that, and then we could, and you know what I mean? It's a yeah. lot of hoop jumping mechanics to make it yeah. to where we could get to an alternate storyline, which is like the real storyline. Do you know what I mean? So right. there's there's a lot yeah. you would have to like, have your audience come with you on and that you'd have to do very carefully and well for you not to just be like, Oh, well, this is just like super convenient mechanism to erase you know, the storyline. So that would be really tough. The, the third thing would be, I, I would be for this again. Like I'm not protesting or racing the last three movies at all, but depending on how soon it would be, I would be very tired. Do you know what I mean? Like it would be too yeah. soon. Like I I am I'm for it maybe in another couple years where I could get excited again, but yeah, don't do it too soon because I'm I'm already like still healing from this last Star Wars disappointment. And yeah. I don't want, I don't want another one too soon. Well, <laughs> I mean,
0: obviously it would definitely be a, a ways off and if they were going to yeah. do it, I think it would do it through The Mandalorian. I think it seems to me that the Mandalorian is shaping up to be not only like the one big Star Wars thing other than the game that people have really enjoyed like unanimously basically Mm -hmm. in the Star Wars universe um but that it seems like it's gonna really expand beyond what you'd think the initial scope of the project is Mm -hmm. you know you think initially that it's Well, it's Bounty hunters, sort of a spaghetti Western type of thing. But now we're adding in like we're adding in more and more lore and other characters. It feels like it's really going to grow and they could really use this as a vehicle to move the universe forward. Absolutely. So they could introduce and explain this stuff and take time in doing it. Yeah. You know, like they could literally go through the stages of like messing up messing with the timeline because mm-hmm. it fits within that as well like that space uh yeah. you know just after return of the jedi kind of thing um so yeah c- it could be done i just i think it's just wishful thinking yeah um but i don't know i don't know it's i <laughs> Mandalorian runs into some issues where how how long do they want to go with it? Because yep. they eventually have to get to where you have the new trilogy,
2: mm-hmm. and how
0: do you do you interact interact with that at all, or do you just stop at that point? You know, yep. maybe they have a plan for this. It's like we're gonna do it three seasons, and this is our end point and this is what's gonna happen. Right. But I mean, in a fanboy's mind, I could totally see them. You know, this is Dave Filoni, part of his project, and I could totally see him. um Introducing Ahsoka Tano and um, Ezra uh, Bridger back Mm -hmm. into the world to Force Sensitives and really having them mess up things and the journey moving forward with them. Um, Sure. It would be um, fascinating and um, much more in a direction that I would have appreciated Star Wars to take, even though it's vastly (laughs) different from what had been uh, set up previously in in the world
1: so. right yeah.
0: anyway I mean anyways sorry for this I no I, no' a super, super ramble I just uh,
1: yeah I don't no know. it's definitely relevant to our you know kind of reboot good, bad you know mm-hmm. when does it when does it hit the right note when is it too soon um, you know what's just wishful thinking yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely tricky. I get that, you know, it's easy to see on the outside when it's too soon and, and it's easy to see, you know, when something isn't working on the outside, but yeah, I get that. Like on the inside, you know, sometimes that can be tougher, but I still feel like, you know, there's some common sense decisions that, you know, studios need to make.
2: Well, Um, think
0: of the pressure then. I mean, so say you make a poor fantastic four movie and people don't like it well, again. That's, you know, or they make two of them. Yeah. And then we'll try, <laughs> let's try again kind of thing. Or even, you know, you make one Spider-Man movie, then you make a second Spider-Man movie and then you make a third one. And people are like, Oh, what happened there? And okay, mm-hmm. we'll start over. Um, but something like the, what Marvel has going now or star Wars, you don't just get to start over because there's so yep. much content. Like, for Marvel, that's why Like, I'm really skeptical of what, co- what's coming with them because it, your luck runs out at some point or yeah. you start getting overconfident or, you, or something. You mm-hmm. Clearly, I'm sure they've gone now beyond the point that they have, have initially planned. So right. they've had to be like spanning at some point. So if you do a movie that is catastrophically bad and covers the main line story, um, you're in trouble.
1: Absolutely.
2: You
0: know, and that's, the, that's the most disappointing thing of Star Wars. It's not like an offshoot got messed up. Yes. Oh, this, this side one, like, basically like a superhero origin right. story. Right. That one got messed up. Don't worry about it. It's not such a big deal. It's the mainline thing. I agree. You can't, you, that changes the rules of the universe that you're in and the whole progression of everything. Yep. The weight on those things is so intense you mess that up everything else crumbles
1: yep. so yeah it's... i agree i mean obviously for star wars i think it's the most catastrophic because skywalker saga has been you know the like you said the main story it's the most beloved it's the most mainstream it's you know mm-hmm. the biggest cultural touchstone in like the star wars universe for for the broadest audience not yeah. necessarily for you know like the the average star wars you know fan um, but for the broadest audience. Marvel, I see having two kind of breaks here in in the pressure that they have to continue forward. It's, it's obviously immense pressure because the MCU has been so successful, but I see that they have a little bit of a break in the fact that they are branching out superhero-wise. So they've already covered like, the most widely known superheroes and been successful. Now they're sort of branching out into, you know, secondary tier that they've introduced us to. So if they fumble it, you know, people might be willing to be a little more forgiving because they haven't messed up, you know, their, their most beloved character. They're, you know, they they mess up, um, you know, a, a next tier and and somebody says like, Oh, it's okay. Like, you know, I, I didn't love that, but I still have faith that, you know, mcu based on all these movies and and all the things that i've loved about them can move forward they've Mm -hmm. also they've also gotten a break i think it's hard to say it but with production delays due to COVID 19 sure i mean they spent so long setting up phase one and now, you know, they've moved into phase or they were moving into phase two with less planning time. And now they're sort of being forced to take more planning time because they haven't been able to get into production on yeah. some of these movies. So it could be that, you know, in them being forced to take this time, they could make several smart moves in planning for phase two. Now that maybe they didn't have the luxury of making before because they felt pressured to get more movies out. Yeah, mm-hmm. so,
0: yeah that's true.
1: possible not guaranteeing that, you know, they're they're going to make all the same, you know, smart decisions and, you know, have the same successes. Absolutely. I think, you know, the other shoe has to drop at some point. You're going to just make a bad movie. It's just, you know, law of averages or something. But yeah, I mean, Iron Man
0: three wasn't uh, regarded as super great, but it didn't affect the overall thing
1: exactly yeah. it wasn't great but it wasn't like the worst flop you'd ever seen so you know they, they kind of fumbled it a little bit but they recovered especially because iron man was so integral in you know the avengers movies mm-hmm. and his storyline continued there in such a satisfying way that it was like yeah we can we can get past this it's okay
0: and even the importance of having the general storyline the be effective like yes again the iron what happens in iron man 3 is largely not that big of a deal even mm-hmm. avengers 2 wasn't that as well received that was a lower mm-hmm. less popular movie um, compared to the ones but people weren't like well man they sure messed up the universe with that one you know they just weren't happy necessarily with some of the execution the way the story flowed and some of the you know stuff like that right so there's definitely a differences there and things you can you can mess up on and and you bring up a good point where they have they're clearly a phase so they did their sort of end cap now right so they kind of are in essence doing almost a soft reboot anyways exactly so we're kind of getting a new beginning now yes it's continuing but yeah that takes a little bit of pressure off because that doesn't negate the first 10 years of movies exactly those those are still there and exist and and they can stand. So, um, what happens? What What do you think they do if they really bomb the mainline stuff? You know, what? 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 You mean you like mean,
1: if, if Black Widow and the next like Guardians and the next Black Panther kind of all fumble, fumble the ball? See, but maybe there? it doesn't
0: matter because none of those are really mainline things necessarily. Like, what's the next Avengers? you know yeah. Or what movie contains the thing that moves that really moves the universe forward yeah versus an in, more of a standalone thing
1: yeah black um, widow
0: seems like it's going to be a more of a personal story re- related to black widow and the true. assassins and stuff that she's dealt with and all that and true. if that movie is terrible it has no bearing really on the main through line of the rest of the films
1: true Yeah, I guess it's harder to see because we don't know exactly what the main through line will be, Mm -hmm. you know, especially because when you think of like the next generation of Avengers that kind of, you know, crops up at the end of Endgame, um, you know, they're they're moving forward. They're all kind of getting their own things happening, you know, Um, like they're not necessarily getting movies. Like I think of, you know, Scarlet Witch and Vision. They're getting WandaVision on Disney Plus.
2: Yeah.
1: Are they also, is that gonna be meaningful for their storyline? Are they gonna be in the movies? Are they gonna like be in a second, I, you know, kind of Avengers iteration through line? Or no? You know, yeah. that part isn't quite clear to me yet. Um, though I mean it wasn't necessarily clear when Marvel started all of their, you know, phase one
0: yeah, right. storytelling.
1: So yeah. We'll we'll kind of have to wait and see. I do agree with you though, obviously, about um Black Widow. Like that's mm-hmm. she's probably, you know, like the easiest for for the characters that they're we know that they're initially focusing on in the next phase. She's like the easiest, you know, transitional character to be like, Oh, I remember her from phase one. And yep. now she can have her standalone movie kick off the next phase, but not necessarily be integral to it. Yep. So
0: I don't know if I if I'm hoping more that they bring in Final Fantasy or Final Fantasy, Fantastic Four. <laughs> FFs.
2: There's two FFs. And
0: when I think FF, it's normally Final Fantasy. So but uh Fantastic Four. Yeah. I or mutants, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems like maybe they're going towards the eternal element thing. So they're gonna be moving keeping with the space thing and then guardians yes. will be important and stuff.
2: Right. Um
0: uh, what's the name? Uh, he'd be a big bad. That uh, I know Alan's brought him up before. Uh, he was in teased in the end of Guardians. Um,
1: he oh. was in like the
0: gold sarcophagus. Uh,
1: yeah. And, um, um
0: it, it was like a it was Johnny something or like a, it was a Adam Warlock. Yes, yes, that's thank
1: it. you, thank you. All I'm, yeah, I'm, (laughs) all I could think of was, um, uh, Black Adam.
0: Okay. And
1: I was like, I know it's not right.
0: (laughs) That's the wrong universe. Yeah.
1: I know, I know, but I couldn't quite get there. But I was like, I'm on the right track. But yes, thank you,
0: Alan. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't, yeah. Anyways, you brought up pirates.
1: I did um,
2: and
0: the it's the answer to are you excited by this at all? No, I'm not excited
2: by
1: this at all. it's I'm really uh, sad that I'm not excited because I totally loved pirates. Like I was definitely like, you know, all at the midnight showings of you know, all the pirates movies' mm-hmm. I was so excited about it. They were so much fun, and now I'm just really sad about all of this i mean if we
0: just take a look at this the state of hollywood what's the last kind of movie like this fun exciting adventure for everyone whatever kind of big thing that you've really been pumped for and had wanted to go to the midnight launch and you know because during the pirates time yeah that was like spider-man and then we have pirates and lord of the rings these are Mm -hmm. like staples to like what's built pop culture and Mm -hmm. stuff uh you know now what you know i think there's movies that come out and people see them and they do well and it's like well that was fine you know yeah like the jurassic world movies i feel like that's a holdover they're trying to continue those but usually it's people's reaction as well that was you know Okay, it was cool, dinosaurs, you know. Mm
2: -hmm. But
0: it's not leaving the impression like these other franchises did for a while. It's basically become the Marvel show. That's like it. Um which really sucks, actually, you know, it's
1: it does. uh, Yeah, it's it's yeah, we've we've had less, you know, kind of like traditional popcorn flicks but well done that people are excited for, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know? I mean, most of like the the sort of things that you think of like summer blockbusters have just been pretty big flops or they're like you said, or they're Marvel movies. And you know, they're going to do well, but you, I don't know, after a while, you just don't get as excited about them. Yeah. I don't know, in the same way, maybe.
0: I mean, I don't know if it's that, because I mean, look at, you go through the nineties, you've got things like, Armageddon, you've got the Mummy movies, and then you love get the those. Matrix on 99, you know, yep. everybody's talking about the Matrix, and then you get, um, yeah, the Spider-Man movies, one and two, those were massive,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: and then all the pir- yeah, pirate craze, Johnny Depp craze, all that stuff, mm-hmm. that was big. Like, we had a run there um, that, you know, love it or hate it, critically acclaimed or not, were You know, everybody went to see him. They were fun times at the theaters. And then we started just getting like repeats of Transformers and everybody Mm -hmm. just gets really burnt out. And then there's like, then they're working really hard. They're stretching to, you know, try to make pirates still be a thing when no one cares anymore. And yeah, then we get a a harder, you know, like darker reboot of Fantastic Four. And that X-Men movie is just like going off a cliff. You know,
1: I know. Yeah, free fall for X-Men
0: the Lord of the Rings that was consistent entertainment we get the hobbit movies where they stretch all this, this tiny book into three mm. in, you know incredible unnecessary yeah yeah it's just like the only no wonder the marvel movies have done well it's like the only consistent popcorn flicks that we have available right now
1: mm-hmm. unless
0: i'm forgetting something you know it's that's that's it
1: yeah yeah consistent is definitely the key word there mm-hmm because i mean we have dcu but it's been so up and down that yeah,
0: Mixed yeah
1: Right? yeah I yeah think,
0: like the was the death of it the dark night you know that was the <sighs> that was the end
1: so good you know
0: and then the dark night rises from there on was just sort of downhill yeah sort of and every i don't know maybe that was too late already maybe i don't know but
1: no, I mean, I, I feel like Dark Knight Rises was like a slip, but not a fall. And then after mm-hmm. that was fall. And then, I mean, obviously we've gotten some peaks. Um, you know, obviously I think Wonder Woman is a fantastic movie. And I, yeah. I enjoy Aquaman, even if I don't like think it's a critically acclaimed type of movie. Um, it's not the best I've ever seen, but it's, but it's an enjoyable film. And, right. and certainly a bright spot I also think Shazam is a bright spot um just because it's such a different striking tone of a movie for DC that they that they clearly just like had fun with um mm-hmm. and I think that's what's missing honestly from DC is fun yeah like there's too much pressure to be good which I think they they turn to being dark or being serious no or being stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, it worked for Batman, though. Like, it worked yeah, initially. It's Batman,
2: yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but now I think it's, it's carried on too long and in too many other films. Do you know what I mean? Even Suicide yeah. Squad, which was supposed to be, like, fun, didn't feel fun.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that was, like, the one thing about Shazam where, like, even if the story wasn't, like, upheld to like the, the highest quality of storytelling, I still felt like the fun in it.
2: Right.
1: So I think DC I mean, needs needs a little infusion of fun.
0: I'm just wondering like, I mean literally was The Dark Knight the end of-
1: mm. popcorn like, flicks? all of it.
0: Yeah, all of it. Like our, our anticipation
1: went... of popcorn flicks and things like yeah, that, yeah. because The
0: Dark Knight came out in 2008. Um, okay. If you like look at the Pirates of the Caribbean films, At World's End was 2007. It wasn't until yeah. 2011, which yeah. was Strange on Stranger Tides, which did not do very well.
1: No, it did so, not.
0: And, and The Dark Knight Rises was 20, 2012. So it's like we reached the pinnacle
1: at mm-hmm.
0: The Dark Knight. Yeah. And then basically the totally you know the tens, the 2010s, and onward. It's yeah. just fallen off and everyone's just seceded to Marvel movies for yeah. the thing and everyone else. I don't know. I have, I didn't no. like think of this beforehand. So I haven't like analyzed it or like gone through the films. Yeah. It just is striking me that, you know, we reach peak popcorn flick with the dark night. And then yeah. since then it's been garbage.
1: I I'm totally following you with that, that train of thought, like, I mean, I, I, you know, it's hard to to um, measure, you know, without having the years of the films, but now that you pointed that out, Mm -hmm. that they were that, that, that's kind of the progression that happened. I'm totally with you. Yeah. Disappointing, Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, And unfortunately for me, I'm not sure either way that Disney goes in in choosing their Pirate 6. I, I don't know that I'm gonna be excited for either, which is yep. disappointing.
0: Uh, Spider Man three, by the way, it was two thousand seven. So again, it was like okay. the next year. Yeah. The next year was the best thing we got. And then it's yeah. like, well, let's reboot Spider-Man.
1: Right. That's it, so. Right. Yeah. No, we we ran out of everything. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Anyways, that's that's that. But yeah, I I um I think they should be, the pirates aren't a thing right now. You know, yeah, leave it alone, like, you know, clamoring for pirates. Um,
1: especially not a Johnny Depp pirates,
0: yeah. It's uh, <laughs> and and I don't need a reboot, like those films no. are recent enough, they're very, they're not like they were made in the 70s. Yep, we can wait. Um, yep. and I'm sorry, Disney, I'm sorry that yes, this cash cow you've just dried up, but you're going to milk it for all it's worth, you know, it's just, and it's, you just ruin the, you ruin what has already been. Then you always want to end on a high note or something relatively as a high note. And, um, you're not going to do that if you, if you keep going forward, right? It's not going
1: to happen. Yeah. I mean, I, I get the impulse for redos. I do. Especially when you feel like you have a good thing going and you just like messed something up a little bit. Like, Like, I get the impulse after the first Spider-Man. You had a great one and two, and then three was a disappointment. So I get the urge to be like, no, 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 just like give us a chance. We can do it better. But I just feel like studios have to ignore that. You know what I mean? Like, just ignore that impulse because they've tried to do it one too many times, and the audience that they have now is just not forgiving of that. I'm not forgiving of that.
0: But you... It's there. that's another of the example just with the Fantastic Four where they had right. to make another film or yep. they lose the rights. Yeah. So like well
1: then I lose the rights. Get that. <laughs> I know.
0: It's just if you don't if you don't have something for it, I don't know. Right. It's 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 just um uh, it's wishful thinking. It's wishful thinking to think that, you know, everybody big companies and everyone is going to just like, we appreciate the story so much and the integrity of this. And we can't come up with what's right and, you Mm -hmm. know, come up with something really satisfying. We're not going to do it. Of course that's not going to happen. It's, you know,
1: Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like they can't just like, you know, everything can't just rest on creative integrity. It has to be, you know, like we have the rights, we should, you know, do something with it, see if we can make money. But at some point, don't you also say like, we need to cut our losses because we're paying for the rights to this. We also made several movies that just bombed in which we lost more money. How much money are we going to, you know, invest in this before we get enough of a winner to, Justify paying for the rights to movies that we keep messing up.
0: But it's something like Spider Man, you know, I mean, or even how much you know what the star how uh, criticized the Star Wars movies are. They all yeah. still each made a billion dollars. You know, yeah. you can make That's a lot true. of movies in a known franchise with a you know a known IP and still make money. True, like, it's it, they can you know, Pirates of the Caribbean. I bet all five made money yeah they all made bank you know it just you could see the downward trajectory yeah how far do you want to run it into the ground and where do you no longer break even
1: right right that's true yeah i guess i guess it's i was mostly thinking of like fantastic four just because
0: yeah i don't i don't because those are really
1: (laughs) they're just so bad that you just you know studios lost money I'm. i'm in fact i know they did on the second one um or the the reboot excuse me the the rebooted movie but um yeah i don't know which i thought looked kind of cool actually i was like hey maybe it'll
0: be good i don't know oh i agree
1: i before i actually saw the movie i was very excited
0: big names in it
1: yeah yeah it seemed great you know but yeah no actually watching the movie was quite a different experience
0: i didn't (laughs) see it so
1: Mm, don't (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, um, we want to get on to quickly a little yeah. just uh let people know what we're watching and some of that.
1: That sounds good to me. Um yeah, I'm kind of I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm all over the place right now. Um just watching different things. So watching some new, some old. Um, guess I'll start with older first. So I just wrapped up watching the CW reboot of the old 80s soap opera dynasty. Okay. Um, it's awesome. It's trashy, campy, soapy,
2: <laughs>
1: terrible nice. fun. Um, so it was definitely just like a total just like mind escape, like you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was quite enjoyable. Um, there's just, like, three seasons of it. They all go pretty quickly. Like, you can definitely, like, skip around on actual storylines because storylines aren't the point. Um, so so that was very fun. Um, and then as far as something new that I'm watching, um, on Netflix this week, um, a movie just dropped called Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga uh, with Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams. <laughs> Yeah. And it's they seem like the weirdest pairing but they somehow work. Like okay I, you know, I wasn't really um going into it with like, you know, a whole lot of um expectation. Yeah. yeah. But they they're very funny. Um so okay. yes. Yeah, so the the basic premise of the movie that I is a little spoilery but not terribly. Um so Will Farrell and Rachel McAdams are a singing duo from Iceland who want to compete in the Eurovision song contest. Um, you know, for best original song, they do performances and they go up against, you know, pairs of singers um and bands and things from all over Europe. And then, you know, they're they're trying to win this this giant contest. Um, so it's very like spoofy of all the kind of you know voice and american idol contests that we have out there um and then it's also kind of got like it's it's abba inspired so it's all like disco poppy music fun
0: nice
1: it's really great i I haven't finished it yet so i don't know how it turns out but it's pretty great i would highly recommend it awesome
0: so. That that sounds fun. I saw that come up. I saw someone's review of it. I didn't I mean I didn't watch it though. I was like yeah. this came out of nowhere, you know. That's yeah. uh um but it's been I had I used to laugh so much at Will Ferrell stuff and mm-hmm. it's been a while. Yeah. So if he has something good again, that would be exciting.
1: Yeah. It's I mean it's not um I mean it's not like his best work ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I think so it's many... It's not t- Step Brothers. Oh, God, I love Step Brothers. Um, it's probably not quite Step Brothers, but it's very good.
2: Okay, okay.
1: Like, high quality, good fun. Good, classic uh, Will Ferrell fun.
0: Step Brothers. I can watch that movie a lot. It's good. Yep. Um, well, that's good. I'll have to maybe try that.
1: Yeah. Um. And then I know both of us are... I mean, we're both watching Doom Patrol, which we talked about in our spoiler cast and then a little bit, you know, earlier in this show, um, which I'm very much enjoying. Um, Speaking of, you know, kind of extended universe content that, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. studios should be exploring more heavily. Doom Patrol is excellent. Um, We're both watching it. I believe we're both watching on HBO Max.
2: Yep. Mm -hmm.
1: So, Yeah. yeah. Go HBO Max. Uh, getting some high quality content on there, and then I did start the next couple ep- episodes of Doctor Stone, which we had talked okay. about way back in episode two of our podcast um, at our yes. home con that we had started. Oh, a really? Was it an episode
0: two? It? That man, yeah, that was a while ago. I
1: know, I know. <laughs> so yeah, how many months ago was that pre-COVID? Um, yeah, so I, I watched the next couple episodes of Doctor Stone gotta say it's still holding up
0: that's good I need to get back on that for sure yeah yeah on my my list I mentioned all the shows that I need to start again (laughs) I Uh, saw that so Dr. Stone My Hero Academia Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Clone Wars um all that stuff I intend to in those more. It's just been it's been work and it's been video games and stuff, and I haven't uh put a time into the shows, but I should.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then yeah, Doom Patrol. Um, everybody should check out our our breakdowns if you're watching through that with us. Mm-hmm. Um, you brought up a good point quickly. Uh, it was another story I should have put in here. And everybody can think what they will of it. I don't know which episodes they are but h hbo max is setting up a like i was getting very excited for them it's like okay doom patrol is going to be a good thing you know we're going to start seeing it rumor is the harley quinn animated show is coming to yes. hbo max um not sure when but that'll be good
2: mm-hmm.
0: um but they're starting out with this um vein of censorship and um like, I don't know. HBO gets the imperson- the impression when you talk to people about HBO, it's like HBO, Showtime, Cinemax, adult content, basically. Absolutely. You know, hardcore stuff. And I don't know if they're working hard to go against that or something, but South Park is on there now and they've taken yeah. away five episodes. Oh, so what? five episodes are not included. Okay. Um,
1: I did of not the hear that.
0: Most uh, controversial episodes. Okay. not on there it's so like i i mean i get it that like the parent company owns them so it's gonna go sure. there but it just seems like um i mean all the things we watch true blood, true blood on hbo
2: yeah. yeah like
0: raunchy racy like that's what it gets for tv and now you're gonna pull out some episodes of a cartoon um i don't know it's uh it's annoying and it's it's on top of the the no guns in the looney tunes and just like i don't know come on hbo like where are your?
1: yeah that's interesting i i mean i i'd heard that you know south park was coming to hbo max um but i had not Mm -hmm. heard about them pulling five episodes so i'm quite surprised at that
0: yeah so anyways that's that side thing um But, um, yeah, that's that's what we're what's we're watching.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, I would be very interested if anyone uh, watches this to get back to us on what they think of reboots, Mm -hmm. where they stand on Pirates, if they're excited or not. Make sure you like leave us feedback and stuff. Are are we missing out on anything, Andrea? I thought this was going to be a short episode. I uh, know the, like, you know, we have a big theme here and stuff. And uh, <laughs> I yeah, feel like it always happens
1: that way though. We're like, Oh, this is going to be a short episode. Like we don't have much to say. And then suddenly we get into a tangent. That's, you know, how many, yep. you know, 45, 50 minutes long. So, <laughs> yeah. but
0: yeah, it kind of happens when you don't have as much to like try to get through. Yes. You can just like talk about whatever and feel free to expand. So. Right. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, we, we covered all the bases.
1: I think so. I think we're <laughs> safe.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, everybody, thanks for, for tuning in. Um, mm-hmm. Make sure you like, follow, share, subscribe. We're on most all the things, um, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Um, we do usually one episode a week that makes the video format and the audio only format. We usually um, do an extra episode a week often for uh mm-hmm. splurcast or something else. We've done Westworld in the past, season three, then Violet Evergarden, um, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So we're now doing Doom Patrol. Be sure to watch that uh, with us if you're just getting into the series as season two has just re- been released. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Um, thank you to um, Killing the Flower for our theme song um check them out on instagram and on spotify take a look at our website i'm putting up clips if if you don't have the patience to listen to us yammer for 90 <laughs> minutes or something like that i'm trying to look at some topics uh, some certain uh, particular elements of an episode that may have be of interest to people and put those up those will be shorter mm-hmm. um so I'll take a look at those and um you know Otherwise you you should just put this on while you're cleaning or something in the background. And then you hear me say something stupid and you're like, I disagree with that moron. And then you go (laughs) on YouTube and you tell me that's how we do
1: this. That's how it works. Yep.
0: Yep. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, I think that's it. Thanks for joining me, Andrea. You have a good weekend.
1: You too. Cheers, everybody. Ah, yes, I will try. (laughs) (laughs) Got to get back out there.
2: Yep. All right. Bye.
1: Good night.